It's time for the 3304 Sports Beat Writer Podcast. In this edition, we have Amber Williams and Josh Coover, who cover Virginia Tech men's and women's tennis for 3304 Sports. Hello, and welcome into the 3304 Sports Podcast, where we're going to start this brand new series while we dive into our beat writers and each specific spring sport. Today, we had the men's and women's tennis beat writers on for the podcast, Josh Coover and Amber Williams. Guys, how's it going today? Going good. How are you? It's going great, especially in this case. We started the tennis season now, and, you know, as it starts to get warmer out, you know, we're going to start leaving the the domes and the inside facilities and we're start going outside as Blacksburg starting here around the mid 50s at this point. So it's starting to get a little bit better here in Southwest Virginia and across the entire nation as well. We're going to start with talking about men's tennis and men's tennis is off to a pretty good start this year. They're five and four with their overall record a one and two conference play. They're coming off, a, you know, not a great weekend five to two losses down in North Carolina to number 13 Wake Forest and number 16 NC State. But before that, they were getting a good win streak going in their way with four straight victories against three non-conference opponents and their first ACC win of the year, Boston College, seven to zero. So guys, let's just throw out our initial thoughts. What do you see in the men's tennis team so far throughout the first third of the season? I think that they have been playing pretty strongly. There's definitely some spots where they could improve, of course, but they're not on a losing record right now, which is very nice. And I just see them only improving as the season goes along. Josh, your thoughts on men's tennis so far? In this well, season? Andy, it's kind of what you and I were talking about before we started this podcast, when, when you and I were chatting about this topic. You know, men, men's tennis, like I share with you, and I, I'll share with the viewers who are, who are listening, men's tennis only has five upperclassmen. They have two graduate students, one including number 38 ranked Mitch Harper, who's ranked, like I said, 38th in uh, the uh, men's singles division, and they have three seniors. The rest are freshmen and sophomore. They have, they have zero juniors. So I, I think really, you know, if, if you look at their, at their matches over the weekend against Wake Forest, NC State, they only lost by three. They lost five to two to, to each team and, you know, Wake Forest ranked 13th and NC State ranked 16th. A loss like that, you know, no loss is good, but if you have such a young team, because after your seniors and grad students, you know, graduate and leave, and you have such a young team who will all be juniors and sophomores next year, you can learn and build off of, off of playing against those ranked match opponents. And that only builds confidence uh, for your team in the, uh, in the future. So, you know, you got to take the, uh, the good with the bad for having such a uh, young team this year. Exactly. And, you know, the team just gets younger next year, two five-star guys coming in for men's tennis. They're definitely building a good program that are under coach Thompson and guys, uh, Josh, you mentioned it where with Mitch Harper being ranked at 38th, he was the all ACC first team back in the 2017, 2018 season as a junior really just shows on, how long he's really been with the program and having a centerpiece like that is such a huge part of having a younger team as well, having that leadership factor leading them away. But I want to dive in a little bit in the look ahead. So they finished their non-conference slate. They'll have some midweek matches against VC, um, one against VCU. But besides that, 
the road is very difficult for this men's team, but they're going to have at this time of the podcast, four straight home matches. That's a good turning point for their season, but the ACC is a well-rounded conference and we'll dive in the women's and mention that later as well. But the men's, they're a pretty talented bunch of teams in that conference. What do you say Virginia Tech has to do over these next few weeks to really get going and put themselves in a better situation within the conference? I think definitely they need to buckle down and realize the stature of the teams they will be playing against. It's not going to be easy, but I think they can definitely do it. And as you mentioned, with Mitch Harper being here for so long, he needs to show up to the younger generation to tell them what they need to do and to help with the leadership on this team. Well, yeah, we, you know, oh, sorry, Andy. Now, Josh, go ahead, man. That's I think for starters, you know, four four home matches is is always a good sign if you're looking ahead towards your schedule because that means you get to sleep in your own bed. You get to be, you know, around uh, the campus that you know the best and sh- you go to school here. Um, but, you know, if, if we're looking opponent-wise, you know, they play Miami next and then FSU and then Clemson and Georgia Tech. And, and currently right now, Miami's fourth. FSU is second to last. Clemson is third to last and Georgia Tech is fourth to last. So really, if we're looking at it from a standing standpoint, their toughest game right now is against Miami since they're only fourth in, in, in the standing sitting at two and in conference play and three and three overall. You know, of course, not playing a couple matches uh, this year so far being postponed due to the COVID-19 outbreaks. Um, but if you're Tech, you know, getting that win against Miami would be huge. And then getting the win against FSU, Clemson, Georgia Tech, if that's possible, if it's possible to go on a four-game win streak and hopefully turn the tides and end this two-game losing streak by getting that win against Miami, that'll give you a lot more confidence heading into, you know, the VCU match we're talking about and towards the end of the season before uh, tournament play. So, you know, if you're Tech, the whole matches matter the most rather than the away matches because the whole matches against, again, it's just like every other team in sports, you know, you're, you're playing in an atmosphere, you're playing in, in an arena on a court in a stadium that you are very, that, that you are the most uh, familiar with. So, you know, for tech's key points for, you know, the upcoming schedule is try to win as home as many home matches as you possibly can. That's true. And I'm looking down the schedule, guys. And the thing that points out to me the most is, is that you, your last two home games come with three or four games out for the end of the regular season. And on top of that, you got Duke on a Sunday at 11 a.m. in Blacksburg. And then you followed up that Thursday going to Charlottesville to take on the Cavaliers. And then you have an awkward stretch of 15 days off between Virginia and Louisville Virginia game happening on April Fool's Day, April 1st, and then Louisville happening on April 16th, followed by Notre Dame on April 18th to end the year. That could be a very awkward stretch in the season to have two weeks off. And how do you think they're going to be able to respond to that? And going forward, how do you really visualize them going into the postseason? I definitely think it's going to be complicated to have that many time off of not to be playing against other teams to prepare for postseason if we get there. But I will say that as long as they are continuing to keep up their training and their practicing, I think that they will be able to utilize that stretch to actually build up on their momentum. You know, looking at that, looking at that point, uh, looking at that part of the schedule uh, for uh, men's tennis, Andy, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, from our standpoint, 
from the fan standpoint and from the team standpoint, I think by then they should know, okay, you know, where, where, where are we going to be at come, come ACC tournament time? You know, where are we going to be at come NCAA tournament time if we make it that far? Um, I think it's good for them because at that point, you know, they, they would either A, need the rest, need to come up with, with a better game strategy in order to finish out those last two games against Louisville on the road and then against Notre Dame on the road before the AC uh, uh, championship matches. Um, and also, B, you say, okay, you know, we like our strategy. Let's rest. If we have to quarantine some players, we have, we have, we have basically two weeks to do it. So, you know, I like it. I like the break in the schedule. I think that they can have a lot more practice time to get ready for that, for that ACC tournament. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's a blessing in disguise. So. Yeah. And um, before we exit on from the men's team and go on the women's team, of course, talented conference, but a team that's been able to do decently well, if they're able to have a good conference run, for example, that's what, you know, guys are hoping for at least whether you be, be being beat writers of the team. Uh, do you guys believe that this is a tournament team that will make the NCAA regionals come May? Personally, I do think it's a little too early to call that from the standpoint that I'm looking at. I do believe that if we can clinch the next couple games that Josh was talking about, I think that will put us in a very promising spot and it will show whether they are able to make it that far and make that run. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with uh, Amber on that. It's a little too early to tell, um, you know, just to use an example that, you know, maybe some maybe some listeners who will be listening to this podcast, you know, don't really understand the whole tennis, you know, for, foreshadowing for the, you know, NCAA qualifiers and stuff like that. It's just like in, in college basketball, if, if a team wins five or six games and, you know, the somebody asks, you know, do you think this team will make the NCAA tournament? It's, it's a little too early to tell. Um, I think though, we have a good chance, but we got to win a lot more games and we have to win a lot of, you know, what I like to call heavyweight matches. Um, you know, the ones against Miami, the one against the ones against UNC in Virginia and Notre Dame and Louisville. Um, but I also want to point out, too, I'm seeing on, on their on their record here when I was earlier when I was talking about home matches, uh, Tech's men's tennis is currently 4-0 at home. And like I said, if they can if they can keep that up and maybe have, you know, three losses or less at home, I think that they're going to be in a very good position to answer your question now to make the NCAA tournament. So, you know, like I said, it, it's too it's too early to say, um, but I think if they keep winning those home matches and they win those heavyweight matches that, that's on that, that's on their schedule and that's remaining, I think they have a good shot. You know, anything's possible in sports, as uh, we've seen over the years. So, <laughs> Boris, let's transition from the men's tennis team to the women's tennis team now and the men, you know, with the current five and four record, women have had a little difficulty coming out of the gates a two and six record on the year. They've had losses at home where they're two and four. They haven't been able to really win in Blacksburg and they went on the road for the first time this season last weekend and just lost to a Syracuse orange team four to three and then losing to Boston college five to two. You go through the schedule, a lot of tough losses, you know, a lot of two and fives, a lot of three and fours on the schedule. They do have victories over VCU and Xavier but they've started conference play now. They haven't been able to get a win yet. Do you still think that this women's team can get something going as we head into the month of March? If they're going to get something going, they need to start doing that right now if we want to have any chance of getting into a tournament. I'm not 
positive with the playing style that has been occurring, whether that will happen. Like I said, it's going to have to be like a complete 360 turnaround if we want to see that happen. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with Amber on that. Um, you know, losing the last three matches uh, for 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 uh for Virginia, for Virginia Tech's uh, women's team, you know, losing at home against Duke and then on the road to Syracuse and Boston College, I think if you're going to get anything going, you need to go. You need to do it now. Um, you know, I'm not saying you're at the point to where it's SOS for your team, but I think you're getting pretty close to it. Um, you know, to keep it bluntly, um, I really think that. If they're going to do something, then they're going to have to make kind of they're probably going to, have to make a uh, a big change, you know, wh wh whether that's the, to, to the lineup or whether that's to switch people around. But you know, something something's got to change if 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 they want to get it going. It's a very brutal stretch coming up for Virginia Tech women's tennis team. They start playing Louisville on Friday, March fifth, and then they play five matches in ten days. That schedule is home games against Louisville, the next day against Notre Dame. Then they go out of Huntington, West Virginia to take on Marshall, a little non-conference game in the middle of the ACC stretch. Then they travel to Charlottesville to take on Virginia, which will always be a tough matchup for the Hokies. And then they finish off that tough stretch against the Radford Highlanders in the Burroughs Burleson Tennis Center. That's a lot of games in a row. And for them to start that off with some conference play and have a little bit of non-conference flavor in there, that 2-6 and six record can either greatly reduce – or greatly improve. And what I mean by that is, is if you're getting that momentum going now for Virginia Tech women's tennis, if they're able to get one or two results going, that snowball effect will occur and they will get, bring on to better results in the future, a healthy home and away mix as well. But taking on some AC, ACC opposition at home will definitely be a good sign for this Hokies team. But do you think this is the make or break part of the season right here in these first two and a half weeks of March? I feel like it's definitely a very important point of the season. This is, they've started out really rough, obviously. And if they can turn it around here, that will definitely be extremely promising for the Hokies. And I think it's something that's definitely doable. And with having so many games back to back, if they can get running on one, and like you said, have a snowball effect, I think that would be very good for them. Yeah, I think that that snowball effect for VT uh, women's tennis will be good for them. Um, but I think at this point, if you're Tech's women's team, you need to take it one match at a time. Um, you can't overlook at, at this point, you know, let's say, you, let's say, for example, they overlook Louisville and look more towards Notre Dame. I, I think it's, you have to handle the task at hand before, before you can move on to the next task. So um, but I think it is a, a crucial time for uh, the uh, Tech's, Tech's women's team to, to, to get it going here. Um, but like I said, you got you to gotta take it one match a, a, at a time. So, you know, we'll see. Um, yeah, they were unable to pick up a conference win last season in a shortened season. Haven't been able to do so. So the last conference win came back in the 2018-2019 season for Virginia Tech. And that just a lot built up from previous years in the program. It can be really hard, you know, of having so many years, you know, of 
frustration occurring, it can be really hard to get something going for Virginia Tech women's tennis. Are there any X factor players when it comes to Virginia Tech women's team that you look at and say, if there's going to be someone to really create a surge within the team, this is the player for Virginia Tech? I think that all of the freshmen on the team have the ability to be one of the players that turns this team around for sure. Um, I think Tamara has a very good chance of doing that. If she can um, start bringing more to the table like she has been, I think that will be very good for the team. Yeah, I think I have to agree with Amber on that. I think Tamara shows a lot of promise, you know, even if she's a freshman. Um, but even with, you know, Tamara's skills and, and what she brings to the table, I think it's, it's, it's a little hard to tell, you know, who's that, who's that X factor just because we haven't really seen them do much uh, this season so far. Um, you know, if they start winning more matches and, and they start, you know, presenting themselves as a dominant team who belongs in the ACC and belongs with the rest of the NCAA, um, I think I think that, that that's we'll be able to see more, you know, who are the X factors and who's not. So but I think it's it's a, I think it's a little hard to uh, see right now who who's an X factor and and who's not. So. Yeah, it's all about building a program here in Blacksburg for the women's team, especially for the men's as well. Both of these, you know, play in a difficult ACC conference. It's one of the most brutal in all of college tennis and for Virginia Tech being a part of it is an honor at times, but at other times it could be quite frustrating to go through the schedule. Well, it's going to hopefully be, you know, a complete season this year for the men's and the women's team. They've been able to, you know, go through the schedule pretty good right now. There's been some teams across the nation that have had some hiccups due to health and safety protocols, but it looks like Virginia Tech has been doing their job with the men's and women's side of it. Guys, um, of course, you mentioned it. It's so far away. It's looking like a 30,000 po foot point of view about how the season is going to develop on something. But before we end this show, uh, what is one thing that you're really looking to see from both the men's and the women's teams in the coming months? On the women's side of things, I do believe that there are some key players that I would personally like to see step up and um, start winning some more matches, of course. And I feel that that is definitely possible with this team. It's just something they haven't reached yet, but I feel like it's something they definitely can. For the men, I just want to see them continue to improve. I think they show promise as well. And if it's something they keep working at, I think it's something they can do. I'd have to say for uh... The women's side, I'd probably say uh, growth and development. Um, you know, if they don't do much for the rest of the regular season and through the AC tournament uh, championship matches, you know, I would probably have this. Yeah, I'd probably again uh, repeat myself and say and say growth and uh, the development for that team. Um, you know, bringing in different girls ne next year and the year after that for recruits and you know the the players that they have now to get to to develop and get better. Um, and then over on the men's side, I'd probably have to say uh, improvement. Um, you know, th they show a lot of promise right now. Um, and they got a couple big matches coming up, you know, those four we were talking about. And uh, if they can get as if they can get some more home victories and I think probably keep their 
their loss total at home, I think less to three or four, I think that they're going to be in, in a very good position come uh, championship match time. So, you know, we'll see, but you know, it's going to be a very exciting season this season. And uh, I'm sure Amber, uh, Amber and I are looking forward to uh, writing about it. So we'll see. Exactly. It's going to be a great season here for the men's and women's team. Hopefully they can turn around here in conference play and make a push for the postseason. You can check out all of Josh's and Amber's articles on the 3304 Sports website. Guys, just want to say thank you very much for coming on for this podcast. It was a great treat to really talk about some Hokies tennis and getting an idea about how the start of the season is going to turn into the midseason working into the end of the season. That's going to do it here from the 3304 Sports Podcast. I'm going to join alongside with Amber Williams and Josh Cooper. I'm Andy Losey, and thank you very much for listening. Have a great day.